Welcome, everybody, to the American Laundry News Podcast. Since 1974, American Laundry News has been the newspaper of record for laundry and linen management. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe. I've been with American Laundry News since 2015. For more than 25 years, I've been in print and online media, most of that time writing and editing for trade publications. Joining us on the phone today from Maplewood, Minnesota, is Todd Jensen. Todd is the laundry supervisor at Ramsey County Correctional Facility. The on-premises laundry, which he has overseen full-time since 2006, processes more than 800,000 pounds of goods annually, serving four county correctional facilities. He achieved certified laundry and linen manager status through the Association for Linen Management in 2015. Todd joins us today to offer a look into correctional facility laundry operations. Todd, thanks so much for speaking with us today. My pleasure. So let's start out a little bit. The listeners may not know what a correctional facility laundry is like. Tell a little bit about the facility and the laundry. Yeah, the facility was uh, opened in 1959, or this this facility, this building here. We've served laundry uh, here for our inmates. They always supply clean laundry, and they always have since it opened. Uh, since I started here in, at the laundry in 2006 full-time, we're, we service the laundry for all the inmates here. That includes socks, towels, underwear, jumpsuits, all the bedding, blankets, sheets, socks, and so forth. And um, we also do the laundry for the downtown jail. It's called the Law Enforcement Center, which houses about 550 inmates. At our facility, we house approximately 300, on the average, about 350 uh, inmates, and we can house up to 550 at one time. We wash, I have a crew of about 25 to 30 inmates that work for me on a regular basis. And uh, I'm the supervisor, and I train them all in on how to run washers, how to run the dryers, how to fold each piece, and how to stack how to stack each piece on the shelves and get it out, get, get it delivered to the proper places. So, with the inmates that are working there, what's the schedule like? How many hours a day are they working? That kind of thing. Okay, on the average, we work probably four to six hours a day of them actually being on the job. We have a crew that comes down at six a.m. And then the rest of the crew comes down at 7 a.m. And then we break for lunch at 11, come back to work at 12, and work until the work is complete for that day. Some days it goes till 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Some days we're done at 12.30 or 1, depending on the, the load we get from the downtown jail. So we average, I don't know, probably 2,500 to 5,000 pounds of laundry daily. And what we do, depending on how much we get, is how long we stay and how long they work for it. So tell us a little bit about the equipment that's at your facility. Okay. Uh, just recently, we've switched, uh, got four 110-pound washers and a 95-pound machine. Uh, we have five brand-new 170 dryers, and so it makes it a lot more efficient with the new equipment. In the last two years, we've got all new equipment. And uh, then it's manually folded, manually stacked. We don't have the room for dryers and folders, the machines and all that, so... That's the equipment we have right now. You just talked about room. How big is the laundry area there? It's right about 30 by 50, uh, the main room for the laundry. We have we have a storage area downstairs, and that's probably about 20 by 40. But that's, main, that's for clo- uh, storing all the unused clothing, and then we have to go downstairs for that. So we kind of have to, we have different rooms throughout the facility that we can use for storage and so forth. Within your facility, first, let's talk about how are processed goods and even soiled goods transported throughout the throughout the facility. Is that through carts that the uh, inmates take through and deliver, or how is that done? 
yeah, we just stack them in carts. Uh, we have carts within the laundry room itself for the the t-shirts, underwear, and socks. And then we have carts for the jumpsuits, blankets, and the sheets, separate carts for those. And then whatever we need to transport each uh, housing unit or pod, we put it into a gray laundry cart and transport it through the hallway and bring it around. For the LEC, the downtown jail, we uh, take their carts that they provide, clean them out, put in uh, cart bags, and store the laundry in there, tie them shut, put them back on the truck, and bring them back downtown. The inmates are also they're assigned laundry bags for their materials, their laundry. And when those are done and dry, we bring them back to the dorms and just put them on the beds and or put them in the rooms of the individuals who turned them in. Now, how about um, transporting between your facility and the downtown facility? Who's driving the truck there? In the morning, we have a, a, a East Utility Officer is his title. He has he is assigned for an hour period in his workday in the morning from seven to eight to take two trustee inmates with him and go downtown, and he picks up all the carts. Our truck holds 10 carts from their facility. It can hold up to 10. And uh, they bring them back in the morning, and we unload them, process them, put them back on the truck, and then my I, I drive in the afternoon run and take the same two inmates with me downtown to deliver them back. So let's talk about the inmates a little bit. How do they get selected for working in the laundry room? When they first check into the facility, they go down to a dorm 1300, it's called, in our facility. And that's basically for all the new men that come in. And as after their processing is done, the medical and all the, the different processing they need to go through, they're given a level of their stay here. It's either a level one, level two, or level three. Level ones are allowed to go outside the facility. Level twos have to stay within the facility because of holds for another county or maybe past behavior while they were here last time. Level threes are basically confined to their dorm and have to be escorted wherever they go. Uh, level two inmates are mainly what we have in the laundry. And they once they get classified down in 1300, they put in requests for work, whether they want to work in the kitchen or in the laundry. And uh, the officer, they'll send the request to me. And if I, when I have an opening, I will call down to the officer and say, how is this guy? What's his behavior like? Uh, how's he been in the dorm? And then I'll bring that guy up if he's if he meets the criteria. So, uh, for the inmates, where does laundry rate on the activity scale? Is it desirable? In between? Most of the guys want to work in the laundry just because if they stay in thirteen hundred, they're they're not out of their cell a lot during the day. Thirteen, if they come to the laundry, they're in an open dorm setting, and then they get to work during the day, which makes their time go a lot quicker than if they're just sitting in a in their cell all day. So a lot of them, uh, I have a lot of, unfortunately, I have a lot of repeat customers. And uh, when they get here, they'll put a request right into me and say, Todd, I want to work for you again, or so forth. But so a lot of them are desiring to work for me. And I give them a little extra bonuses, I guess you might say. Whenever I bring up clean laundry, I guess give it to my uh, my laundry workers brand new clean laundry, and then they take the stuff that they have been wearing and we distribute it throughout the rest of the building. So it's just, it is a desirable thing just to make time go quicker and they have something to do. So since we are talking about inmates in the jail, do you ever have behavioral issues that you have to deal with? Oh, constantly. I, oh, I shouldn't say it's constant. Like 
every minute of the day, but it's, we have issues like uh, a lot of problems we're running into now is we have a lot of younger inmates that don't know how to work, probably never worked a day in their life. And you have to take them aside and say, this is what I'm looking for. Uh, this is what I need you to do. And this is how I need you to do it. And sometimes they uh, play to their peers and they end up basically losing their job because they won't listen to what I'm saying. Uh, we have uh, altercations, sometimes verbal, sometimes physical, and we have to respond accordingly. I've had a few fights in the laundry over the over the 25 years I've worked here and had to break those up. But for the most part, once they get into the laundry, uh, they're pretty well behaved for the most part, but we do have altercations we have to deal with, either behavioral as far as not knowing how to work or they just have an attitude problem or physical altercations that we have to deal with. Now, last year in the news, there was the prisoner escaped through a laundry truck. Is that ever a concern for you? Well, I think about it on a regular basis. Uh, as far as my carts, no, it's not a concern for me. I joke about it sometimes because we go pick up these carts down at the law enforcement center at the jail and bring it back here. And I just uh, sometimes I think uh, it'd be a bummer for a guy to try to escape in the laundry bin from the jail and then get out of the laundry bin and find himself in another correctional facility. <laughs> <laughs> But most, I, I think about it quite a bit, and I check the carts on a regular basis, two, three times, usually on a daily basis before they go out. But it is a concern, and uh, it doesn't. It's never happened here, but you still have to. You still have to check it because it's still a possibility. So, what would you consider your greatest achievement during your time there at the correctional facility laundry? Greatest achievement, I. Um, we started an association of linen management course called the Certified Washroom Technician. Started that about five years ago, and we've had a few classes go through, and a couple of them have uh, gotten employment and not returned to the facility. Me personally, it's happened to me two or three times where I've been out in a store in the, in the regular public sector here, and it just I'll have a an inmate that used to be on my crew or some, come up to me in the store and shake my hand and just say, hey, I wanted to let, let you know I'm staying out of trouble. I'm taking care of my family. I got a job, and I, I wanted to thank you for all you did for me. And just advice I'd given him or so forth. One time I was, uh, Sunday morning, I was getting ready to go to church, and I was living over in Wisconsin about an hour from here. And all of a sudden the phone rang, and I picked it up, and here was an inmate that had to be driving through Menominee. And he called just to thank me for all I, all the advice I'd given him and how I'd helped him out. And he's, I haven't seen him since. So it's an accomplishment is just seeing these guys having the light bulb go on, so to speak, and get it that there's a better life out there for them than what the path they had chosen. I think that's a great place to wrap up today's podcast. Todd, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, composed by Poddington Bear called Holding On, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For American Laundry News, I'm editor Matt Poe, reminding everybody to keep it clean.